Hey, John, what's up, John? Trying <laughs> to figure out uh, this uh, new little device we uh, we got here. Yeah, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Joining us too, but uh, app is called Anchor. Like what it does is you can record podcasts on your phone, and you can you can call friends. You can have you can. It's pretty much what we do in the station, but you can do it over your phone. It's actually really cool. That's dope. I wish I knew about this like a week ago because me and this kid that I write with for uh, the Rangers website. We wanted to do a podcast, but I'm in Jersey, so like I don't have access to the studio. And they just made like a million trades, so yeah, like yeah, I know it would have been perfect. Damn. But but yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to let you know and Dante know too, because I know you, we all have like the same vision. So so and and you helped exactly. me out with uh, me out with the pioneers thing. So yeah, did you ever apply to that? Uh yeah, I did. Jill um Jill sent an application out for uh on uh on gmail and i feel i i filled it out so but word um i'd email bill kelly and just tell him that you sent it okay but but yeah yeah, but yeah did you see the sixers game last night i did i saw it on replay (laughs) oh man it was nice i'm so happy we beat lebron i know stick it to him and there's been a lot of talks about him coming to philadelphia how do you feel on that one i don't want him I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been thinking about this a whole lot. I don't want him. I want to roll with my boys, you know, and I feel like it's different with him than any of, like, say we were to get Paul George. I think that's different than LeBron because I feel like LeBron coming here is, like, the automatic mercenary. And then people were like, oh, well, the process didn't work. LeBron just came. And I don't want to have to deal with any of that. Plus, I don't want LeBron to, like, Brian Colangelo is an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I don't want LeBron to like manipulate Brian Colangelo's puny brain into trading our future assets for a one-year thing, and then LeBron leaves. Yeah, this so, is the only yeah this is the only problem I have with Brian Colangelo is I feel like he's getting all the credit that Sam Hankey set up for us. Like, like I get it, I get it. Sam Hankey was the person that did draft Julio Okafor, and we had to deal with that drama. And same with Noel and stuff like that, but but Sam Henke was the one that set us up with all the with all the draft picks and drafting Embiid and setting us up for Simmons and more. But I just feel like I just feel like Colangelo is just getting all the uh, credit for 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 Hank for what Henke built for us. That's the only problem I have with Colangelo, pretty much. But uh, in terms of LeBron, I mean. I'm 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 at I'm at like a mixed opinion. Like I don't I'm not like begging for LeBron to come to Philadelphia, but it would be like I wouldn't mind him coming. That's all. Like if we don't have to get rid of people, because I don't know. I was watching like I was listening to uh, the Fanatic yesterday, and they were talking about how um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, they were talking about how we have to trade. Like if uh, Brian Windhorst came on, or Ryan Windhorst, whatever his name is, the LeBron lover. Brian. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Brian Windhorst. He was, he was I on can't the, yeah, stand him. I can't stand him either. He went on the Fanatic yesterday and was talking about how that the Sixers should trade Ben Simmons for Kawhi Leonard, and then that would attract LeBron. I feel like that was just lazy national coverage on this topic. That's all. I, I, it I, might I, be I was this, so angry. It might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, let's trade a – 20-year-old, like, franchise cornerstone for a guy who's played five games this season. Um, 
And by the way, Ben Simmons and LeBron are like older brother, little brother. So like, what sense does that make? Like, and I I would be for the Sixers trading for Kawhi. I I mean I think you'd have to give up, you know, a lot of futures. If they ask for Dario, I'd probably I'd probably say no. I, I maybe that's just my irrational love for Dario, but um, yeah. I wouldn't move him. But like I mean, if you can get Kawhi, that's great. But LeBron, I don't know. LeBron is kind of the same thing as Simmons, and I'd rather Simmons be the guy. I'd rather because I feel like that would kind of stunt his development a little bit because they are similar players and they both need the ball in their hands. I I think it, I feel like it would stun his development a little bit. So I, I I don't know. I'm not a LeBron fan, but to your point, um, <laughs> it's funny though because I forgot who I was listening to. I think it was Max Kellerman said it on first take. He he said. <laughs> Because Sam Hinkie set up the Sixers so well that not even Brian Colangelo can't screw it up. That's literally <laughs> what it is, and it's uh, Brian's trying his hardest to screw it up a little bit, giving up a, a second round pick for a guy who played thirty three games and was cut. But and I do like Trevor Booker. I think he's a serviceable backup, but Ilyasova fits us better, and I'm so yes. happy to have him back. I can finally hang up my Ilya Silva poster from last year. Again, <laughs> just put it back in my room. Yeah, um, and, yeah that was going to be my next question. How do you feel about Ilya Silva's deal? Because I feel like I feel like he's such a he's such a better fit. I feel like Brett Brown knows how to coach him and add him to the rotation. Like I, it now reminds me of last year in our run in January when the Sixers were like so dominant in January, where Urson would light it up on would light it up, and then him and Dario would complement each other. That's what I'm starting to yeah. see now. There's three things to take away from Irsan signing back with the Sixers. The first thing is we're getting all these veterans. Like, yeah, I mean, Ilyasova and Bellinelli are two guys who are, you know, bench players. But at the same time, they're coming to play for Brett Brown. They're coming to play for the Sixers in this young core. So, the veteran players in the league have taken notice that this is a team you want to go to if you want to win. Eliasova, the other thing he does, even if he's not scoring and he's not going to get the green light he was given last year to take all the shots that he took, but the thing he does, there's two things he does. The first is he makes the floor, he spaces the floor so much better than Booker did that Embiid could just run the show and do what he's got to do. I mean, you look at Ilyasova and Embiid's numbers when they were on the court together last year, and they were sensational. So I think Ilyasova's the perfect backup. And then also, I love all the – like yesterday he drew that charge. In the yeah, third all he quarter, does is flop. And I was so <laughs> happy. That – oh, man, it just brought back so many nice and fond memories. But, uh, like, if there is – he is such a process fixer without – like, you know, being in the early years of the process. Oh, man, I love you, Lisa. That was a thick, thick signing um, by this. Yeah, I, we have, I think. yeah, we have all and these now it, Yeah, we have, uh, I think, eight foreign players on the team. And the thing yeah. that now with Ilya Sova, 
in the beginning of the season, you look at the Sixers bench and you're like, you know what, this is going to be one of the weak spots on the team. You look at it now. They turned this bench into TJ, to uh, Iliasova, Bellinelli. Well, Anderson comes back. He'll be back in the rotation. You got, you know, Rashawn Holmes is your 11th man. Um, I know. Yeah, they, got, they, got, they got a deep team. Yeah, Jared Bayless isn't playing, thank the Lord. TLC is on the bench where he deserves to be. Like, everything right now is right with the world, and I'm so scared that something's going to happen. And I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm very nervous. And we don't even have Markel Fultz either. Exactly. Like, once he comes back next year, like, our, our team is really built. Like, I, I understand why LeBron James has had at least – he at least had his he, – he has at least shown interest in Philadelphia by by uh, showing his son schools, <laughs> private schools around the Philadelphia area and stuff like that. So I understand why he is getting a little bit – like there's, there's talks of him coming to Philadelphia because our team is scary. Our team is built. Like yeah. give, the, give, these, give this young core like a, a year or two to develop and they got something special. Yeah, you're 100% correct. And – I don't see a reason why this team – the team could definitely win one playoff series. They're two and a half games back of the three seed right now. Um, like, that. Imagine that they finish with the three seed. Like, I think coming into the season, we were all like, you know, seven seed, that's fine. Like, that's going to be – I don't want the seven seed anymore. I want the four. I want at least the five. And the three and the four should be in our sights, and we should be gunning for them. But I think if they get the three seed – I think there's a decent chance they can make the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if they do. I think they definitely went around though if they get home court. And that and that's all that I'm I'm happy for. As long as they can tell at least win a at least win a playoff game or two, I'm happy. Like again, like I you said, you nailed the point. Like I expected this team to be seven, eight seed and get in, win, win a playoff game or two and challenge the Cavs or challenge the Celtics, whoever was the top two teams in the league. But now we're starting to look like a team that could be like the Milwaukee Bucks of last year, be like a team or like the Golden State Warriors a couple years ago where they where the Warriors beat the Nuggets when they were the sixth seed and the Nuggets were the three seed. So like we have, we have a very we have a bright core and I'm excited for the future for the Sixers and as well as the future in every every Philly sports team. I know you're not a Flyers guy, you're a Rangers guy, but uh, I'm excited yeah. for the future of every Philly team. Hey, look, they're all looking good. I mean, the Sixers have this core of Embiid and uh, Simmons and Sharch, and if Markel figures it out, I mean, that's a core four for you. And then if you have, you know, Covington and TJ and, I don't know, you bring back JJ, you have that for a supporting cast, I mean, that's tremendous. And if you add to that and you get another superstar, not LeBron, but just another superstar, get me Paul George, baby. Get me Paul George. That's all I want for Christmas this year. I just want Paul (laughs) George. Uh, That team is stacked. I mean, you look at the Phillies. Their farm system is super deep. And, like, as somebody who's been around their minor league teams for – this is going to be my sixth year working for uh, their low-A affiliate. I mean, they got some kids that are ready to come up. Um, they're going to make some noise in the next couple of years. Obviously, the Eagles just won the Super Bowl, and they have a chance to become the next dynasty in football. 
um, with the way their contract situation is with everybody in Carson wants to come back. The Flyers are the only team, and I'm not saying this out of an area of bias, that you don't really know, because this is the first year that Claude Giroux and Jacob Voracek and Sean Couturier, those guys are coming out here and all at the same time have been on fire. The Flyers have always been that team in the past decade where they'll go on a 10-game winning streak and then they'll lose 10 straight after. Yep, So completely agree. You never know with them, but I will say this. If they go into the playoffs and they're streaking the way they are and I don't even care what seed they are, they'll probably win a series. Because you see it time and time again. In the NHL, I mean, look at the Kings in 2011, 2012. They were the eight seed. They would have been, uh, they were the 16th most points of any team of the year. I mean, you look at the Devils, they were the sixth seed in 2011, 2012. Both teams made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, the seeding doesn't matter. I mean, I'd say in hockey right now, Tampa Bay um, and Pittsburgh are the two teams to beat in the East, but like, I think anybody can be had. And if the Flyers go on the streak, that bodes well for them. But, yeah, like to your point, all four teams have a very, very bright future. So you, if you're a Philly sport fan, you got to be excited. Yeah, and, and you made a good point about hockey. Like, I feel like hockey is, like, the only sport where as long as you get in the playoffs, like, you don't know who's going to win it. Like, I, as long as you get a playoff seed, everyone, in my opinion, has a, has a chance to win the – the Stanley Cup, like like what you said with the Kings as an eight seed, like the NBA, the NBA, the farthest an eight seed has gone was the finals when the uh, the New York Knicks lost to the uh, Rockets, and that was ninety four. Yep. So like, so to add to your point, like I completely agree. Like with hockey, hockey's that one sport where it doesn't matter what seed you are, you have an equal amount of chance. Like because it's a team game, all you got to do is get hot. Just get to time. the dance. Just get to the dance. Be anything else you want to talk about, John? Are you ready to uh, wrap this up? Thank you for coming out. Uh, this is Swoop Radio. I, I, I didn't. I didn't do an inter- introduction at all because I'm still learning how to record with friends and stuff like that. Me, and my little brother, tested it out last night. It's actually pretty cool. I really, yeah, dude, this sounds nuts. I'm like excited about this app right now. This is like the ultimate. Like when you're away from Cavalier Radio and you can yes. get in here and do a show and whatnot for like over the summer and whatnot. I like it. Um, well, we, I mean, we hit on all those points, like the main points going around Philly sports right now. Um, and LeBron did adamantly deny coming to Philly during the All Star break. Yeah, yeah, I know he did. I, I, I don't know if I believe him <laughs> or not. But Wait, oh yeah, how do you feel about James Harden's crossover, man? You're the Rockets. <laughs> the, the Rockets are on fire. <laughs> I, I I think they personally should have stopped the game and got the ambulance out and uh, get the stretcher and get that guy off the court. James Harden, and he, he's cold-blooded. That man just stood there for a good, like, three or four seconds before he shot. He was like, he just looked, and he was like, okay, taking in the fruits of my labor right now. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I, know, I know the comparisons are a so little good. bit. I know the comparisons are, I might be a little bit crazy right now. But I like I see I see James Harden as like the modern day, like the close like he's never gonna reach Kobe Bryant's level. But the way out like he elevates the shooting guard position, and I know lately he's been playing point guard. But I I feel like talent wise he's like the next like biggest like shooting guard that, after the Kobe Bryant era and his dominance. Like that, I would agree with that. 
Because um, he he's I been think... my fault. Because he's been in the top two for MVP voting the last three seasons, and he's finished second. Uh, he lost to Steph Curry in 2015, and he lost to Steph Curry again 2016, and then he lost to uh, Westbrook last year. So, like he he's been he's been right there for MVP the past three seasons. I just think I I just think he's probably like the neck like for as a shooting guard position. Or at least recently changed to the one. But like I just feel like guard wise, he's like the he has he has like that score first mentality. He has like that that like the way how he impacts the game it as like a shooting guard player, it kinda reminds me of like how Kobe Bryant did. But I know Kobe Bryant and him are two different players though. He's he passes a lot more. Yeah, I think I could see that. The one guy I've always thought reminded me of Kobe a little bit, not really because of their playing style, but because of their personality, is Russell Westbrook. Because I feel like Russell has that killer attitude about him. It, he, you know, he's not going to take anything from anybody, and he's just going to go out there and he's going to, you know, he's going to be able to get the shot. He's going to be able to make the pass. He's going to be able to get the rebound. Um. And now that he has pieces around him, I think the Thunder are going to be a really tough out in the playoffs. I mean, I think the Rockets, I, I think you could arguably say they're the favorites to win the championship this year. I think they'd beat any team in the East, except for the Sixers. Just one that out there. <laughs> um, but uh, if the Sixers want to win, they've got to root for the Rockets to get to the finals. So that's, that's what that is. But uh, I, I think they're the only team that could beat the Warriors. So yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, they've already beaten them twice, and yeah, they match up well. Yeah, they do. They match up really well. They can shoot, and they, and the presence of Chris Paul, he brings like that leadership and that defensive mindset that the team lacked last year. They didn't really have a defensive leader. It was just score, 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 hard in this, hard in that. Now you got Chris Paul in there, and Chris Paul adds adds that elite point guard, Hall of Fame point guard play. And he has that defensive mentality, that defensive leadership. He's pretty much like the guard version of like LeBron in terms of leadership wise, the way how he leads a team. He get he does not get enough credit for that, and rightfully so because of his time with the Clippers where he got hurt and they didn't get the job done. But in terms of leadership, Chris Paul has like that LeBron James leadership where he makes players around him better. And his stats prove otherwise. He's top ten in assists. He's one of the best point guards to ever play the game. I just hope I just hope for his sake that they get to the Western Conference Finals so no one can argue about how Chris Paul has never been to the conference uh, Western Conference Finals and stuff like that. So I'm rooting for him. I hope he does I hope he does well and I hope Houston does well uh this season. And they they've been playing great. I, I love the way how they're playing. And I I didn't Yeah, I I just want someone new. So a, a new team. Exactly. I'm tired of seeing the same two teams in the finals. Yeah, if the Sixers can't win, which I listen, if they get out of the first round, I'd be very happy. But if the the Rockets are the team, I think that I'd root for because I'd like to see Chris Paul get that chip. But at the other end of the coin, like this, this is the thing with me. Like I feel like Chris Paul, um, you know, I feel like the whole oh he hasn't gotten out of the he hasn't gotten to the conference final. I think that's a flawed argument because I mean look what his teams were he was on the original Hornets they had nobody 
And then you get traded to the Clippers. Yeah, you have Blake Griffin. You have DeAndre Jordan. But DeAndre Jordan's one-dimensional. And Blake Griffin's always hurt. So, I mean, and then also I think Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in the NBA. So, uh, I just, I, I don't think that, and especially the last two years you had the Warriors. You had KD and Russ. I mean, you had the Spurs for all that time. I mean, that's really hard to get to the conference finals. That's a really hard thing to do. Unless you have LeBron or you have a combination of Steph and Clay and Draymond. Yeah, that's a really hard thing to do. So I hate that people will hold that against them. I mean, they definitely will. But uh, I really hope Chris Paul gets that ring. I really do because he's a no-doubt Hall of Famer, arguably a top five point guard of all time. But, uh, John, real quick, give a quick shout-out to uh, what you do with for the uh, Rangers and the blog company and stuff like that, because I know you were talking about, like, a podcast and stuff like that. All right, cool. So uh, I write for BlueLineStation.com. It's uh, powered by Fansided.com. So it's kind of like li- what Liberty Ballers is to SB Nation um, mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, but it's for the New York Rangers. Basically, I'm the editor there, so I write anywhere from 10 to 20 articles a month edit about 10 to 12 articles a week. We have a team of 20-plus uh, staff writers, so I, I man- do a lot of managing of them. I have a co-editor, Nick Zararis, who uh, me and Nick started a podcast called AV's Anonymous because uh, the Rangers head coach is Elaine Vigneault, and he makes us drink So because uh, <laughs> he sucks, and I hate him, and I hope he gets fired. But that's just, uh, that's just the way it is. But, yeah. So, uh, AV is anonymous. We're on uh, SoundCloud and MixCloud, so check us out. And uh, if you're a depressed Rangers fan like me, you could uh, get your fix for uh, 40 minutes. But, yeah, that's basically what I do. And then, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and, yeah, just to add to that point, John also does, like, Sports Source. And he is – me and John also go to the same school at Cabrini. But, uh, John, thank you for coming out. Uh, before you, before you uh, hang up, Hit that favorite button on Anchor. It's it, I should have like an Anchor. Everyone has like a favorite button on Footer Station. If you can hit that button for me, that would be great for Swoop Radio. And you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. So I logged on to the app, and you were already in my favorites. Already? Okay. That's, that's yeah, so I, listen, that's my favorite kind of, uh, you know, helping somebody out when I actually don't have to do anything. It's great. <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, all right. But, all right, John, thanks for coming out. And that, that, that podcast right, was like 22 minutes, man. We, we were going. We were going on. Yeah, we were. TCP, baby. See you <laughs> All later, right, man. John. Have a good one, man. Right, you too.